0: Hi, I'm Rebecca Roberts. Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing Podcast, answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about an event or while making a brew in the office. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Harriet. How are you? I'm all right. So I've been reading this book by... Dr Viveka who was the Surgeon General in America which basically means he was the um, nation's doctor and it's all about loneliness and it's called Together the Healing Power of Human Connection in a Sometimes Lonely World. It's really interesting because I wrote a blog post about loneliness and I've been thinking a lot about it especially over the last year where a lot of people have been sort of by themselves working at home they've lost that sort of social contact that connection not just in the office but also you know like when we go out networking in the evening and then I was also thinking about like people who it's their first job or they've changed jobs and they're in that situation where they they don't know how to navigate situations online because everything's so digital now and you're just like how do I make friends? How do I ask questions? People who are job hunting who have sadly lost their jobs during the pandemic. And it just made me think about how many people are going through loneliness at the moment. And the book was just so well written for various circumstances. It is quite emotional at times. But yeah, I just wonder what you think. Well, it must have looked like the youth research. Pre-pandemic,
1: children and young people in the UK were kind of over-indexing on feeling lonely and At the start of the pandemic, some surveys were done, and it highlighted the fact that young people were feeling more lonely than older generations. I guess breaking that myth around that, and and you could look at it in a number of ways. Like a, they're used to being at school or you know socializing more, maybe. But I I do think there is something around that digital connection, which doesn't give the real. They're the most connected generation yet. They've got like hundreds of friends online, but I don't think it gives you those real connections and i was reading an article in the guardian on the social biome and it's this professor called jeffrey hall who does works in communication studies at the university of kansas and he talks about this like ecosystem around of relationships and interactions that shape our emotional psychological and physical health often you think about being lonely like you know do you have a partner or your parents around Are your best friends but i think it's more than that i think it's like passing by like a random chat with a neighbor or someone in a shop in a work context all those people you might see on your commute and and ignore because you're on the tube and you don't want to speak to anyone. But uh, those little incidental kind of moments that you kind of miss. And I I do think with lockdown, like, we're all missing things that I guess digital relationships can't place.
0: I think also there's so much shame and stigma attached to loneliness that even if someone was experiencing it, I don't know how much they would come forward and say, I'm really struggling, with feeling alone. And especially as the narrative throughout lockdown has always been focused more towards people who have someone so it's been oh you know you've got the kids at home and you're homeschooling or you know you've got um you're stuck in the house with your partner but I guess like for me I'm single so I've pretty much gone through the last year and a bit by myself and it's really really weird it is strange and you you kind of get used to it but I don't know whether it's something you we should be getting used to this research was really interesting I was reading about and they were saying it does
1: affect your like physical well-being. You, you don't perform as well at work if you're you know experiencing loneliness. Yes, for those people living on their own, it's, that is a real complex area. But then also you can be lonely when you have lots of people around and you're doing all those other things because you don't have the right type of the social interactions that help you feel connected. So big parts are missing. You know, whether that's like the gym or socialising at work, for some people like the office, and we talked about with Arvin, didn't we, about like for a lot of agencies and for a lot of businesses, the office provides a social space that kind of is like a unique benefit of working there.
0: Professional bodies have done like so much like with the networking events and the get togethers. And I mean, there's there's different communities. It does make a difference when you've got people to talk to. And you'll be surprised that I didn't realise how many people in the industry lived near me who now, like we've sort of said, we will meet up and go for a walk or we will meet up and go to the park. And there is no stigma to it. I think it's just about sort of thinking there's so many other people in the same boat as me. It's not just like, oh, I'm by myself, I'm single. But you could be in a house where you've got you're surrounded by people, but you just you just want to engage with different people because we all just need different people around us sometimes.
1: For our five minutes this week, we're talking about um, feast and famine when it comes to work, and I think that is part and parcel a little bit about freelancing or working for yourself, isn't it? What do you reckon?
0: I think there's, you've got to have the plan before you decide to go freelance. Um, so you build that sort of nest egg. People normally say, is it six months or three months, depending on what kind of situation you have. And there's a really, there's some really good books out there, like um, Money by Laura Waitley, is really good at like giving you advice on when you're going to go freelance, what to think about. But I thought about the cycle of feast and famine. So, you know, you've got the hustle and then you've got the new client and then you've got the feast when when the money comes in and then you've got the delivery of stuff and then you've got the famine when it ends. So you keep going around in that cycle and it's about how do you actually break that cycle? Because sometimes you can be just about to end something and you don't know what's next and you've got to hustle again. So it's about really think about what you've got coming up and then how do you fit that into the cycle yeah and working out
1: the type of projects at work when you first start out you're like oh I need to say yes to everything and then you can just be really really busy or then you can do a big project that takes up so much of your time I don't have any time to kind of work on the pipeline so it's just trying to find that balance I guess you have to be quite self-motivated I think for me I looked at a what are the type of client and type of projects and the mix that kind of worked for me but also like being okay the fact that I would have less work in certain times because also I'd be off with the kids and that was great because I think that pressure is can be really healthy but it can actually make you panic or kind of unnecessarily weigh you down and you should look at your week around like okay what do I put into new business you can't spend every day like firing out emails often you're waiting on a client or a tender or whatever like how do you create your own i guess destiny with that in terms of right well okay i can offer this webinar i can offer this training I'm gonna kind of control that and put those to market as well so i feel like that that's been for me the way i kind of balance the the two so i'm not always waiting on a client and then just finally the one thing that i, I guess it's just good practice but i had some really good advice when i first started out it was around like do a really great job with your clients and so you make it always that they'd want to come back to you or you could go back to them or whatever don't forget the people you actually get
0: yeah and I think also knowing what what options are there in terms of work out there I think there's 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 sometimes misconceptions about what freelancing is or what being a consultant is and there's different models to it so there can be the model where you're sort of doing a, a an interim contract there's also so you could do an interim contract for three days and that could tie you over for maybe nine months and then you could have another thing that you're doing alongside that that could be you could build it out into a bigger thing but I think it also comes back down to knowing how much you need every month and not being ashamed to ask for what you feel you're worth and then building that in with your expenses because I think sometimes is you know when you've just started out you're like "Well, how much do I ask for you know if I ask for too much will they say no or will they only give me a little bit of work so it's it's really thinking about whether What you're asking for can cover the costs that you have. I think the other one as well is just getting in that really good mindset of chasing invoices. I mean, I'm hopeless with invoices. I've become so
1: much better. The point you just made about like having that plan and also being aware of what's out there. You need that appreciation of what freelancing is because... It takes work to manage those relationships, and I think that's that balance around like the actual business stuff you have to do. So, the like you say, the invoicing, marketing, promoting, um, engaging with clients. You have to be prepared that there is a bit of a struggle. It can take time, and also the stuff you say yes to one year, you might not to the next year, and you have to work out. It's not about being as busy as you can be. It's about being smart and doing that the type well for me anyway the type of work I want to do and not necessarily work in every single like project that comes along
0: yeah and I, I guess it's that thing of working in the business and working on the business I think sometimes people get so tangled up working in the business they forget to work on the business of themselves so like doing their own PR as well, you know, volunteering for stuff um, so that you get your name out there, Um, even doing things like research work with other people or collaborating, you know, all that's working on the business and having that sort of strategy that how do I get new business? I think that's so important, especially like now where... There's a lot of people who are deciding to go freelance, or there's a lot of people who are thinking about how do I now grow my business and get to that recovery phase. So yeah, working on new business is so important.
1: Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned today will be in the show notes.
0: We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes.
1: You can DM us or contact Harriet at commsobercoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com.
0: If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us.
1: Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at HarrietSmallies.